Hello, welcome to another episode of HR Nightmares. This is Lisa. I'm here with Amy Conway and Hello. Beth Looney. And this is going to be a pretty fun episode because it's the three of us. <laughs> and we're going to banter back and forth about our fa- one of our favorite parts about doing HR Nightmares, um, audience write-ins. And what's really cool is we've got write-ins from the podcast. We've got write-ins from our website. We've yeah. got write-ins from social media. If you're not following us on social media, please make sure that you're hitting subscribe if you like what you see on YouTube. Also, um, follow us, leave us five-star reviews um, wherever you listen to the podcast, and make sure that you are giving us a like on Leith HR Group, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, and follow on TikTok. we got some viral videos on there that you got to check out. So lots of questions, lots of write-ins today. Um, this is going to be super fun because I didn't tell them what the questions yeah, were ahead of I'm time. Excited. So you're going to get raw, raw response. Let's yeah, you're going to see how good we are. I feel knowledge. like these are always testing our knowledge. Well, and some write-ins, the hard part about some of the write-ins are that some of them are very concise, and then some of them are very... Um, like contextual and they give Not us concise. sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give us the story. If you're writing it, it does help to like try to edit Let's your question <laughs> so that we can really totally understand what the problem is. Like if you could state the issue, that's awesome. Um, it's like when employees walk in and they're like, I need two minutes of time. I'm like, do you need hell two no, minutes you don't. or no, do you, you need don't. 20 minutes? You, nobody needs two minutes. <laughs> and a 15-minute meeting, you know, it's not going to so be So try to condense the question to the, the two minutes. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we love the write-ins. Keep them coming. Um, we have them from multiple uh, different states here, at least, uh, that we know uh, from from the website. So if you write in from the website, you can actually tell us what state you're in so we can might be able to like consider like what the state laws or whatever. Um, if you're writing in from the podcast, we have no clue. Uh, like from Apple or whatever. Yeah, they wrote in from Apple. All right, let's get started. Um, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Okay, I'm going to start with... Excited. The- we did get challenged last time. There was one where like, huh. We didn't know the answer to. Call an attorney. Call a lawyer. <laughs> There's one here that the answer is going to be call a lawyer. Um <laughs> When in doubt, call a lawyer. This is free advice. We're not, we are yeah. great HR people, but we're not your HR yeah, don't person. Hold us this to is it. free advice, okay? <laughs> and we're not attorneys. And we're not attorneys. Okay, so um, we're going to say the answer in tandem. Um, what can you do if an employee is basically working over their 40 hours, though not approved for those hours? Do you legally owe them? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you have to pay overtime, regardless. Yes. So here's the deal. They said that they have an employee who's been clocking in an hour early to clean his workspace on the work floor. He won't take his lunch break, so he works 12-hour days. Even though our contract says overtime is only on approval, is it still basically wrong to not be paying an employee for work? Absolutely. Illegal. Yeah. Now, you need to coach him on the behaviors, right? So you you need to pay him, but then you need to enforce – the break, right? Or then he leaves early, whatever that looks like. But you got to sit down, you got to address it, you got to document it, quite frankly, if it is becoming an issue in the employee. I said he, I don't know, is he, yeah. she. Um, if they're not listening and they keep doing it anyway, then yeah, they're, I would think they're violating some kind of code of conduct somewhere, right? So you, you got a policy somewhere. Yeah. There's a so, policy usually yeah, for no early clock ins and not, no late clock ins. There's right. a 15 minute window right. before shift starts right. if it's for a not. Yeah, I mean, we worked in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. It's like you, we you coach, have a policy. We warn jobs, we terminate if we have to, but we do not penalize people by not paying them. Right. <laughs> 
What but you, you can get, own. like, now you can, all these people can clock in from an app. So if you've got, whether it's Paylocity or ADP or Paycom, Paycor, Heartland, whoever you love and use, they all have apps now. And you can set it up so that people can clock in with a geolocator. And you can put windows of time on it for 15-minute windows. So they'll never be able to clock in more than 15 minutes ahead of the shift. I'm working with a group now that people have been clocking in as they're driving to work. Right, so they're not even in the parking lot yet, oh, but they're they don't want to be late. On, right, they don't want to be late, and they're having it on their phone, and so we've had to really cut that back. And I think we were able to. Did you say something about a geo geolocator? Yeah, so yeah. I think we were able to kind of narrow down our scope. Right, and so now they really can't, they can't. Yeah, they're in Leland. They're like it's you like know. you're yeah. doing it to avoid being late, but now in turn we're coaching you on a totally different right. thing versus being late. Now, now we're pushing you time. stealing company time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah. also, you're gonna get in an accident because you're trying to figure out how to clock in on the road. Yeah, we don't advise that. Clock oh. in normal and stick to the policies. Yeah, just yeah. stick to the and policies. We don't pay for commute time. And also, if they <laughs> keep doing it, they're violating the policy, and you've written them up subs subsequently. Right. So then you can terminate them if they don't follow your rules, and you're sick of paying overtime. But you do have to pay them in the meantime. Okay. Um, oh, this is kind of like a fun one, although that's kind of sick that I said it's fun. Um, oh what are your thoughts on offering a day or several bereavement oh. days for pets? Is it worth adding a policy to our handbook? We're all pet lovers. Yeah. Like, we all I mean, love our dogs. I mean, to uh, Pippa. I you need, would need some yeah, time. Yeah, I need a year off. I need a year. <laughs> Let Andy know. You won't be able to afford that next Frenchie if you take a year off. That's so true. you'll have That's to true. just take some time. Yeah. But yeah. like, do you guys have any bereavement policies for pets? I don't. I don't have one. I don't. I no. mean, I think it's an interesting idea. I, I think it falls along the line of like doing the right thing. If someone needs a day or time, it's like, PTO. do we need to like, yeah, or like, let's just, it's fine. Can they work from home for a couple of days? You know, like. I think it's just with anything. Yeah. Do the right thing. It, it's hard because, like, everyone would look at that so differently. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know that it needs, like, a hardcore policy around it, but I think it's just about companies being able to say, well, that is a really big loss. The loss of an animal is part of your family that was part of your family for a decade probably more. Um, you it's, know, and you like, need a couple I work, days. So – by day, I work, you know, at Vanica. We have this awesome dog-friendly policy. Everybody brings their dogs. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, they bring their dogs oh. into work. There's Maybe like, I should apply to work at Vanica. Uh, <laughs> Pippa running around the office Please do. Andy will be so mad. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's pet-friendly. So I think if somebody lost their pet and they were like, they, I mean, they're and a And then they had to person. come to work with all those dogs. I would yeah, just lose their tears. mind. It'd be sad. So, like, yeah. now we have unlimited PTO. So, it'd be like, yeah, utilize the unlimited PTO. Right. Work from home Take a care of days. yourself and make this sure going to be torturous. I'm going to say something that's differing. Yeah. I think that sometimes when, I, at least I, I think with small companies, when it's like, oh, just work from home. We've been really dealing with that a lot lately. And if you're, I think if you're working from home, there still is, you're, you're under an obligation, in my opinion. It's not legal obligation, but you're under um, an obligation to actually work from home. And I think that if your pet died, because my, my dog just died last summer, and I think I was on the couch all day. Like, I don't think I'd be yeah. really working from home. So I think that maybe put a floating holiday or a floating you know, personal day into your, yeah. into your benefits where you could use something like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, we I had think to put Lexi like, down. It yeah. was like so awful. I've never cried so hard in my whole life when I put my two dogs down. It was like it was awful. Yeah, just the worst day ever. I think you have to decide like 
what you need, what you're able to do. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, it's like that's an option, right? Because so many companies are hybrid now, and it's like, okay, maybe Just this isn't a week a that you want to come into the office right. and because you're all teary-eyed and red-eyed, but you can still get some stuff done. If not, then yeah, take the day, right? It's a great benefit, though, to add for people that are looking to, like, beef up their benefits. I mean, it would be simple to do, quite honestly, to say. It's a good idea. Thank you. Pet pet bereavement. I love that, yeah. Pet bereavement. Once we add pet insurance. I remember so my age. old company, people kept asking for pet insurance. No like, one's asking for that anymore. I ask every year, do you want pet insurance? People are like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, this is fun. All right, so I'm going to try to boil this one down a little bit. They're a corporate office of a construction company in Georgia. They have 50 people. Um, they recently promoted somebody and one of the new leads accidentally sent a link to her adult side hustle. Think OnlyFans. If you don't know what OnlyFans is, don't Google it on your work computer. Um, <laughs> and they put or this send link, a link to or send a link uh, in your coworkers on the company Slack channel. Whoops. Oopsie. Uh, she said she didn't realize it was still copied to her clipboard. And when she went to reply to the message, it was pasted Uh oh so we've had quite a few complaints from other employees roll in so they click the link oh (laughs) okay do we need to get a lawyer is this considered sexual harassment do we fire her we have so many questions I have I also have so many questions I have Um, a lot of questions too I think we need more information and details about you if know, people do so what it, it you know I I don't know what that adult site was some are you know we're, less we're offensive speculating than which one pictures it was, of your feet maybe or like a something or what else yeah that little be bit like less offensive that's a right? less offensive um, one than potentially what it could be but it would be weird I, I think yeah. that it was obviously a pretty egregious error and. Oh, how embarrassing! Yeah, I mean <laughs> for that you individual, can't, you can't delete messages on Slack. And I no, I don't. Yeah, think you can. You can. Yeah, un- we used to use, we used to use Slack. It's you can delete yeah, messages, think, but probably if you didn't realize it, not before. All these people probably clicked on it, or right? Saw, and that, or and once they realize now, words out, you've got one. So now people are googling it on their own, which, quite frankly, is a choice of theirs right. to click yeah, the yeah. link and to do it. Um, to answer the question of like, is it sexual harassment? Could be. Could be probably not it wasn't in with this intent case, it, there wasn't intent it wasn't a repetitive it wasn't it i i don't know that i i don't think that would constitute unless no, i pers- mean like what if she was trying to get more followers <laughs> unless you could prove yeah that that there was intention there um all all pr is good pr i and and I don't know that she needs to be fired for it. I don't. I don't. I, don't I think, think so. she probably it's needs some coaching. It's I think she's probably gonna have a hard time if she got promoted into any kind of people management and, and like with her team, yeah. like gaining back some respect and trusted peers. Right? Might have some issues there. So you're gonna have to, you know, whoever is managing through that situation with her is gonna have to really like manage through it. Um, Here's but kind of yeah, a, I, I don't think it's harassment, and I and I don't think she should be fired. I agree. This is kind of similar. This happened to to me at a company long ago. But a, a girl, a woman that worked there, younger person that worked there, in her past she was an exotic dancer in Las Vegas, and she came to North Carolina kind of 
to, to change her life around. And somebody got wind of her old um, account, you know, and mm-hmm. saw it. And so what we had to really do is protect her from harassment from the other people at the office because it was really embarrassing for her. And um, I, felt, I felt really, really badly for her because she was younger and she really had thought she had put that behind her. You know, and yeah. then for someone to uncover it and then to spread it around, it, it that's like it very malicious, bullying, bullying, and a little harassing to her. So that we is really malicious. had to kind of cut shut that down right away. Let's so think, think about this in though. This case, yeah, I also well, you need to be careful that that they're not being harassed. Yeah, you well, you got a yeah, you reverse gotta be careful too, like. Mm-hmm. Why you even have that link? Is that a work computer that you were had your link so readily available to copy and paste in there? So I mean, I think there's some coaching. Are definitely you on working on that hours situation. where like, why why is this like even on your copy paste like during working hours? I, I just yeah, would be and very and unfortunately, curious. you know, it is a construction company and it it's not probably the most progressive industry from a standpoint. Because to no. me, I think like, like well. This is part of society. This this happens. There yeah. are adult websites. There right. are OnlyFans pages. Like this is not the end of the world, right? But in that organization, it might be a little bit different, which is probably predominantly male. I mean, and that's not a stereotype. That's an industry standard, only because we have a client that's a construction we have a bunch company. Of construction and clients. yes, mm-hmm. industry wise, it is not. It's predominantly male still. So. Um, I don't think that they should be fired, but you should definitely do an investigation why she was doing this on company time if she was. Right, exactly. Company resources and then just kind of, I think also, I think it's beholden on you to also kind of protect her from any fallout that she has. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, give her the space to like, first of all, it needs to get deleted off the slack and then give her the space to, do you want to like talk to everybody about this that may have seen it like issue an apology statement can I help you craft a statement and like get ahead of it and say let's put it to bed like my apologies accident like and also whether it's a side hustle like OnlyFans or any side hustle what is your policy on people working outside of the company Mm -hmm. and like do you have any parameters around like I'm sorry but if you are an executive, I, I want to play this at you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to make a statement. You guys react to it. But like, if I'm an executive at a company and on the side, I'm doing like a uh, naked YouTube and it's like out there for the world to see, but I have a very external facing, like professional where I represent a brand, like that is a problem. If I'm the owner or CEO of that company, I don't need my, one of my executives out there on the web doing extracurricular activities that are going to destroy my brand, my business. Um, so like, where do you draw the line? Um, especially if this person is trying to get promoted through the company, like beyond just the sexual harassment, like, Hey, yeah, talk to this person, coach them, make sure, Hey, be extra careful about everything. Salaries, your OnlyFans link, like be careful about what you're putting on the computer and sharing in Slack. But but also, like, what are we what are we guiding people on what they're allowed to do if they have a leadership position at your company? Yeah, I mean, I would think that your company probably has a policy around just conflicts of interest, comp, you know, protection of the brand, you know, all of those kind of things. Um, I, I don't think I think that that's probably a big topic and there's not it's a really gray topic right because I don't think that's just black and white it probably depends what your business is what your side hustle is like 
Um, you know, in a situation like that, yeah, if you're an executive of the company and you're a customer-facing business, that might be an issue, right, from a brand yeah. um, aspect of it and a it's conflict interest, of interest. It's interesting to think about all the things that people do in their personal lives yeah. and then how it, it – and I'm thinking the one story that comes to mind is I think that there was a dentist in Minnesota – I'm going to make up the state – who was a big game hunter – in his private life. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. And he he did that. And it, he had such a backlash because so many people kind of disagree with that as a hobby. And he had a lot of backlash. But then I remember reading about that. And it was in his private life that he was doing this. Right. But it does, but unfortunately, like, to, he is yeah. his business, And to too. your question, I mean, sometimes your brand, if he's the dentist in this small town and he's out, right. like, shooting a giraffe, I don't know. Right. You know, I mean, maybe that's going to really damage the brand and damage the reputation. And then everyone, yeah, so I, I, I agree with you. It's really mm -hmm. gray, but I think it's an interesting topic, what you do in your private life and how it impacts or maybe bleeds over into your into your work life. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think the like egregious content of the link is really important. Yeah, I mean, I think we don't have all the facts, so when I when we certainly state right, kind we're of kind what of we going think, off on we're this going direction. based on a very small like uh, exactly. We don't know the egregiousness of like what is on this site. Could you see something right away? Did it just send you to you a have link to log where you have in? to log in? Right. Is it is just a link where illegal? you can't see anything? Yeah, right. You know. So yeah, that's why it's like I, I don't know. Um, fully like just what I'm hearing there without those things that's where I what say like you, no and no but so what if she was doing this person was doing something illegal and it was on the work site what would what would what would we think about that I think you'd have to run a full investigation and yeah I mean we're also not police investigators so yeah. I think that's when it's if we call out something illegal then maybe we have an obligation to report it and um, then I think we got to tie it back to our code of conduct, what's being violated there, all of that. But yeah, I mean, I've probably like dealt with that where more it's like we find out something, you know, happened mm -hmm. in their life that is illegal, right? right. And we're like just not comfortable. Like an anonymous, like, yeah, you know, she like got a we're DUI just not comfortable night. now with the information the and it does interfere. But now in that too, that was a whole gray area of like, okay, we got to really like look at all this. So there's a lot of, I mean, we all know from HR investigations, like, there's a lot of details you need before you can get to that right. decision or what's actually happening. And if you don't know what to do, then let this person either go take a paid or unpaid leave of absence, whatever makes sense for your business or you've done before while you do the investigation and you sort out what your plan of attack is. You don't need to figure it out in the first four hours. Like if you need time to think about what to do um, right. and get Assign all the them facts, to home, then, pay them for yep. a couple days while you investigate. Yeah. Well, I think the one question is, do what do we do? Do we need a lawyer? Um, I mean, I, I think I, I would ask, I don't know if that was the HR person writing in or if there is an HR person in your organization. So um, if you don't have a really solid, strong HR person that can help navigate this, then I don't think it would be a bad idea to get on the phone with an employment attorney for an hour and get some help or from a great HR consultant like us um, for an hour and get some advice on how you navigate through that. But I, it is a little bit complex. So yeah. if that's not the case and your organization's not set up to like truly handle that correctly, then you might want to get some advice. But I think don't knee-jerk knee -jerk reaction to it and certainly yeah. don't let her go 
in a knee-jerk reaction. This is right, someone you right. just promoted. You thought she was great. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sort of a mild stumper. Really a lot of questions we yeah, needed to ask. Yeah, it's just, it's so hard without all the other right, like, all details, the right? Because we would ask probably 500 questions exactly. during it, like if we were looking into that. Here's another one I'm going to do a little bit of summary on the fly. Um, and thanks for writing in from the podcast, whoever this is. They are an H- entry-level HR coordinator. Um, they've been there for like half of a year. They were interviewing to be to move to a different HR position, kind of like further their career, right? But the department downsized while they were in the interview process. And so this person not only didn't get the job that they were interviewing for, but they also... Um, started absorbing new duties, additional duties um, from the downsizing of the department. So they hired someone externally to fill the role that they that this person wanted. And then additionally, they're taking on more work and training the new person who's their colleague to do their job. And so um, few months, fast forward a few months, the new hire swamped with work, unable to get on track. And my supervisor told me to stop my normal duties and to assist the new hire to get on track. Is this normal or is this a red flag? That sure wouldn't feel good. To yeah. have to hire, you're not, so you've looked, you've been working there. You're trying to be promoted. You've probably proven yourself, right? Because you still have your job there and you don't get the job, which happens, you know, yeah. maybe you don't Especially have the experience. Within, they haven't been there a yeah. year. So you don't have the, ex- yeah. yeah, it's like, but then you're having to do yeah. there. Yeah. It's, that's a tough thing. Yeah, I guess, like, while frustrating, I think it would be helpful. You're an entry-level HR coordinator, been in your role six months. Now this is the next six months. It's at half of a year, right? Mm -hmm. I think you got to change your perspective a little bit. And instead of leading with frustration, say, this is my opportunity to, like, nail my current assignment and to prove myself, to learn as much as I can, to help this new person to take on these tasks I'm being asked to knowing like even if I don't get the next job in this company I'm getting so much knowledge by helping with this other role and helping train those are all things you can talk about and put on a resume right Mm -hmm. and talk about in an interview process with another company so while frustrating sure um we definitely don't know the other side of the why behind all of those things and, you know, downsizing happens. And do people have to absorb other job functions? Always. always. Yeah, always. That's going to be something like, That's you know, you, you have two choices, right? You can go into it frustrated and feeling like, you know, you got screwed over. <laughs> or you can change your perspective and say, yeah. okay, this is an opportunity for me to learn as much as I can. I'm an entry-level HR coordinator. You got a lot to learn. My to question would be, why were you applying for a different job if you'd only been in this job for six you months? You probably haven't learned everything in yes. five months. So yeah. that's that's what I would say from that situation of, uh, you know, I don't think it's a huge red flag. I always like to, th- like my big advice to people that want to get in this field, I think it's always a great idea. Maybe you guys think this is a good idea too, but is to look at maybe a job posting on Indeed of a job that you want and then to look at all the requirements and to do a really good self-analysis. Do you have any of these? Do you, can mm-hmm. you do these things? And if you can't, then that gives you your list of things that you want to learn and yeah. really be focused on um, 
asking for assignments or really doing your doing your job so well that you're really shining. I think that's important, but also to know what your path is and just making sure that you have those new skills. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, those are all things. It's like put your head down, do the work, be really positive about it, help out. And then you'll be able to say like, hey, I'm doing all this. I feel like, you know, I deserve some compensation, you know, higher compensation. I didn't get the job. I'm training this new person. I've taken on a lot of different roles. And while I know there's less jobs to go around, do you think it would be possible to get a 5 to 10% pay increase, right? Mm -hmm. So those are like things. So, you know, instead of being frustrated, like figure out how you can use all of those things. Showing up with you. optimism. And not only do all these things look good on your resume, but when you go in for that review, like Amy was saying, like be prepared to have that conversation. I, my big pet peeve with employees is like when they come to coaching sessions or review sessions or mid-year reviews, annual reviews, quarterly, whatever, not prepared with any info. And I'm just supposed to like embark my wisdom and my opinion about your work. But like, you're the one who knows your work the best. So right. why don't you tell me why you're so great and what you've been doing? Like, I know you've been helping with the training because I asked you to do that. But like, what exactly are you helping with? Like, how is that advancing the business? What are you doing for me? Um, there's a great masterclass out there um, uh, by Chris Voss, the um, FBI guy. And he does a session on asking for a raise. And mm -hmm. it's he has a, uh, oh, my God, when he said this, I was just dying um, because I was like, it's so true. And I never thought about it like that. But when employees come with no kind of like case or like what they're going to give me the company and ask for a raise, I think they're being greedy. The employer always thinks the employee is being greedy when they come and ask for a raise and you just continue to do the same stuff. You're doing nothing new. Why do you want to raise? Okay, in this case, this person's got a pretty good case. Yeah. But do the work for a few months and that it's not just like you, you could do one little good deed and you want 3%. Sorry, that's not how this works. That's not how business works. And, and I hire, do think you're yeah. a little greedy if you're coming at me after five months or six months, anything less than a year and saying like, I want a new job. I want more money. That does seem greedy. So just mindset. Showing up with optimism, trying your best, and then reaping the reward and asking mm -hmm. once you prove your worth. And, I mean, we all have a lot of years of experience, but we're always learning something new. Honestly. Yeah. Like, oh, all like the time. This, when he was like, yeah. employers <laughs> always think the employees are greedy. I was like, I agree. Yeah. And so you gotta, you got you to gotta be thoughtful in how you approach, like, a conversation about getting a new job or getting promoted or getting an increase. And understand that the person you're talking to is representing and running a business that has a budget, that has financial constraints that you might not be completely privy to. And so like understanding like, yeah, you deserve it, but also they might not be able to do it. So like your manager mm -hmm. might not be able to do it. Yeah. So And a lot of employees, I don't know about you guys, but I've been dealing with a lot of just like not happy raises lately. And I'm like, well, A, it was a merit increase. So like I, I, get, I don't know why you're expecting an 8 to 10% pay increase for doing the same exact job you were doing yesterday. Like they're called merit increases. They're usually two to four percent. Like this is it's just not going to compensation happen. is an awful discussion right now. Yeah. It's never been worse in it's 20 years so of hard. doing this. We just came off the 
biggest, craziest talent shortage of all time. We're still in a talent shortage, but the economy is floundering. And so you've got these people who have high expectations and want these 10 and 15% increases um, because we did it for them. And we hired outside of typical market ranges after COVID Mm -hmm. and we screwed ourselves because now that is their expectation that double digit raises are the norm and they're not. They never have been the norm. No. Double digit raises are reserved for like like skipping two levels and getting extra yeah. promoted on a stretch assignment. I never or, got those. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's really taking on a whole new job. It's insanity. Yeah. It's the the yeah. expectations on raises are pure insanity right now. I want to let everybody know the industry average, like across all industries for 2023, is three to 4% is yes. what most businesses have budgeted for all yeah. merit increases, promotions, and get cost of living out of your mind. Because at the end of the day, the only we don't thing that matters. measure that. We measure cost of labor. And we look at benchmarks. Living. We look at what other people are doing. And it didn't go up as much as you might get. think it did. So when you hear inflation went up, blah, 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 guess what? We labor benchmark all this stuff. And I didn't see 12% increases across all those What benchmarks. you said is so true, though. I mean, sometimes I think when you're an employee, you might not know all of the C-suite discussions about, you know, are you losing a big client? You know, what's your right, what's right. your potential to yeah, gain new business? Yeah, we expect profit to be less right. this year. You know, we've got different things going on, mm-hmm. right? And we already know that at the beginning of the year because we projected it all. Right. And at the end of the day, if you're miserable and you're not getting what you deserve and you know it, you presented the case to your bosses and listening, it's like, then you just got to go somewhere else. Yeah. I always ask people, too, when it comes to comp, like, well, do you feel that you're not being fairly compensated for the job that you're doing, right? So it's like you feel like you got screwed out of that 10% pay increase. But it's like, yeah, you're still at the very top of the pay band. You know, it's like, well, what – why do you feel like you're not being reasonably paid for the job that you're doing? And when you ask that question, it's usually like, I actually feel pretty good. I'm 28 years old and making $100,000. I'm like, well, then you should feel pretty good. So like, again, change your perspective. <laughs> and also realize that I think COVID was a blip on the on the world. And I think, the or the post-COVID yeah, hiring was yeah. a real blip. I think that people were panicked. And so I think that... Everything's resetting right now. We're throwing money. Mm -hmm. I remember some of those Oh, my goodness. I mean, there's just so many. Like, now I'm working completely in technology space, SaaS space, and there's so many layoffs going on. And SaaS in particular, that industry was just, like, crazy with these salaries for software engineers, right? Just, like, going, like, wild. And especially companies like Amazon were just pushing it to the limit, paying people, like, with the certification and, like, a year experience, Mm $200,000. I mean, just total insanity. Um, Now they just laid off 9,000 people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's thousands of people getting laid off in the tech space, and um, we're just in a level set. We're in in a level setting. I don't ever want to lay mass people off. Um, no, and so it's really no. important to be paying attention um, to the financials and making sure that there is some level of profitability so that you can have stability and security in the future. That's that's really important. And so instead of just focusing on like what's in it for me, you know, it's like, hey, what's in it for me for the next couple of years, me and my family, so right. I can have a Big stable picture. job and not mm-hmm. get terminated because right. my company was just outspending willy-nilly and throwing yeah. like 10 and 15 percent at every employee it just doesn't make sense it's not and good it's not business. sustainable you can't no. sustain that yeah oh well, we went man. on a, we went that on a, a grant from that, that question. Good question though all right hr coordinator <laughs> back to the hr coordinator back to the hr coordinator. do a great job you'll, you'll get there soon shine and you will be promoted eventually. yeah exactly 
Maybe you'll even get like a little spot award or something. Try mm-hmm. to get a bonus. A spot award? Spot awards, like spot on the spot. <laughs> There's like spot. a spa? Spot. A spot. Go get a massage. I do. Oh, oh that sounds good. <laughs> um, okay. The, all right. I'm going to try to summarize this. Um, oh, You're doing a good that job just summarizing. This, this, this one is <laughs> long. Uh, this one is very long. Okay, this person is in a clinician support role, and their job is to be the liaison between the clinician and their non-clinical operations team. I help with contracting and also HR data. Um, She feels pretty good about her role, like doing some of the HR admin type stuff. Um, But someone called, a clinician called her at work. I'm assuming this is her, I don't know. Called them at work and um, said... Um, basically they were not going, I don't know. They're talking about some I nine thing. Hold on. I work with (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And I presume based on the caller ID that you're calling in reference to your I nine, they stated, I'm not doing it. I replied, I'm sorry, please expand. They said, I'm going to notify the proper authorities. Then they hung up. I promptly memorialized the 41 second call in an email. So someone doesn't want to fill out their I-9. Okay, that's interesting. The clinician later replied and stated that my greeting was different and that the rest was accurate. I feel like this is an attempt to distract from the fact they called and threatened an enterprise employee with arrest for communicating the required I-9 compliance tasks. There was a police involved? I'm very confused. A... You have to fill out an I-9. If you don't want to fill one out, then you, you don't, don't get to work, work here. here. So that's yeah. a, good luck. That's not a me thing. And that's call like whoever you like thing. to call. And I'm sure. You should call everybody because sure. everyone's going to tell you that you need to do an I-9. Yeah. But here's the thing. So maybe. I don't understand what yeah. the question is. The question is, how should I respond to someone being a Karen to me? <laughs> <laughs> that's the final summary no that's not it oh uh but that is the actual that was question your uh, yeah okay. i feel so bad i've got a ca- i've got a cousin named karen and oh. she's very lovely and sweet oh poor her i know yes, man. she's like man. karen i also know like kind of a karen karen but it's just so funny that that name is just that's yeah it. that's the, that's it sorry what's the chad is like the guy version yeah. of karen wow that's something different oh yeah. it is like what is it like a nature nightmare <laughs> Yeah, it's like that OnlyFans account. Oh, <laughs> oh I need to check that out. Okay. Um, you got to stay on top of things, guys. You got to be on trend. You got to know what people are talking about. Okay. It's my job to prepare the path for the clinician. I don't like being bullied or threatened, especially when I'm advocating on their behalf to complete a task required by the federal government. There's so much passion and anxiety around the simplest simple, form. I think it's a simple, like, you know... Based on this interaction, I'm not sure this is the right place for you to work. Yeah. But also, also, wouldn't you maybe say, hey, Julie, like, it seems like you have a problem with the I-9. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Right? Why go through this email challenge? Or you call back and you're like, hey, you just threatened me and then hung up. So I'd like to discuss this a little bit more. What's the problem? Yeah, what is the problem? honestly, this is a legal document that... It's required required by every business that every company of every employee, like, and if you don't agree with that, then you're, you're welcome to follow whatever third party, you know, resources you want to use to ask those questions. That's fine. But unfortunately you can't work. We can't proceed with hiring you. Yeah. This person doesn't want to get in trouble, be accused of poor quality service. My go-to move when I encounter friction is to get curious, to discover the root cause of their frustration from an HR perspective. How should I handle this situation without compromising myself and or the enterprise? I'm not looking to file a complaint against them for their words to me, but I do feel like this, if this is how they treat a person, 
that would chew their arm off to help them. <laughs> this person oh. is so intense. Do you know what those sometimes? Uh, listen, how don't they, chew your arm off. Don't to chew help your arm off for like anybody, yeah. not for a damn or anyone. I mean, but how will they treat maybe patients and you other also have staff? to know that HR people, we always get the brunt of it. We will always get kind of some sass, I think. Yeah, who knows? That person probably has dealt with another HR person that wasn't willing to chew their arm off for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just what we said. You know, I think that if you're if you're calling back and saying, "Hey, I'm I'm happy to work with you and like listen to these things." You know, at the end of the day, I nine there's there's no wiggle room on yeah, this, right? That's something that everyone um, does. And if that's gonna hinder your ability to work here, then that's fine. Then you make that decision, right? But they shouldn't um, already be. Are they already an employee? Because you have to get that done within three, like three days. days. Yeah, yeah. it seems like days. maybe she's um, like she says contracting. I think she's so getting I think onboarding. She's getting a clinician on board, so she's like onboarding a yeah. clinical person gotcha. but i wouldn't but that's a if you're doing those things and i wouldn't worry about you bringing any risk to your own reputation or the enterprise like also, again a legal document there is no like yeah. i want to do this i don't want to do this healthcare like, folks are hard to find but the law is the law and if you don't fill out the i-9 you're not gonna work here there's many things that we used to say oh you don't want to sign that dispute resolution agreement well sorry that's the way we mediate stuff so if you don't want to sign it that's fine but you can't work here right like uh, it was all the onboarding stuff we're like no no, no you don't and that was not even a it's law not an option right. to sign but the code of policy. conduct and i run this a, is a, a private business yeah, and yeah, like yeah i don't have to hire you and you don't have to work here it's right great. and it sounds like after this interaction I need to rescind my offer to work here because she doesn't yeah. sound like a very or he or she they they do not sound like a very they're going to be listen to our last episode they're going to be an employee from hell yeah <laughs> this, here's your here's yeah. your sign here's your sign uh, yes. employee from hell employee from coming. hell coming in hot yeah. but to give some support to that poor person who's doing the coordination for HR yeah. she probably doesn't have an HR director maybe helping her so well, she sounded like from her email though that a she's big very like willing to go out of her way and she's yeah, so comfortable should, with the conflict and stuff I know I'm just saying like we support you. You're doing oh, a good job. Oh, Beth wants to give you a pep talk. I know. You're doing it's a hard. good job. It people, is hard. People can suck sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but don't take it home with you because you know what? At the end of the day, honestly. And don't chew your arm off for someone like that. Yeah. No. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. They, no. they no. don't matter and they're not going to work there anyway. So. Yeah. Chances are this is your like early sign. Even if they come back and sign the I-9, they're probably not going to be there that long. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. All right. That's it for the write-ins for today. We tackled a few. The only other one um, that I'll just give a direct response to is from Louisiana. Someone wants to know if they're currently qualified for NIW and how to go about it. What did we determine that meant? Yeah, actually, Interest. I had to look it up because I wasn't really it's about sure immigration. what the acronym. I think it's an immigration green card type thing. So our yeah. advice is to go back a few episodes Watch the episode with Rebecca Reby, right. the immigration attorney from Ogletree Deacons, and reach out to her, please. Yeah. So go watch that episode. You might get some information. And if not... It was a great episode. Yeah. Rebecca's the best. Fine. Look her up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, uh, this was fun. And we love your write-ins. Yeah. Keep them coming in. Um, and tune in to all the rest of our episodes. I think we're up to like 40 some episodes. So you got to go check them all out on YouTube. Yeah. Make sure you hit subscribe. So you don't ever miss a notification on when the new one pops out, but thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you next time.